0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of Playing the Field. I'm your host, Kurt Field, and I have a very exciting episode on tap for you guys today. So I have my best friend in the entire world, Abby Robinson, coming onto the show. And Abby has a tremendous story for you guys. Abby has been able to completely transform her body and so many lifestyle changes over the course of the last two years specifically. And I'm really excited to dive into those with her. She's done the keto diet for almost two years. She's found like a passion for running, especially during quarantine. And we're going to get into how she ended up not playing sports in high school, but how she managed the football and basketball teams and how it's transitioned her into a coaching role at the high school now and so on and so forth. So, oh, and at the end, we're going to play a game. You know, we had a little bit of trivia, had poked some fun at Ab for maybe not knowing everything about about sports and about football specifically, but we had a great time. And I I really hope you enjoy this interview with Abby Robinson. All right, guys, I'm being joined right now by a very, very special, dear friend. uh, Abby Robinson is joining the show. Abba, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you for letting me be here.
0: You're very, very welcome. Um, Abby has been. Been a homie. She's been the, she's been a real one for a very very long time. Abby and I uh, went to middle school, high school, college, <laughs> all that good stuff together. We've seen each other at our highs. We've seen each other at our lows. <laughs> an um, understatement. An understatement.
1: That's so nice of you to say that we went to middle school together. Considering you don't think we were friends in middle school, you but know, that's a controversial topic.
0: It it's only controversial because you make it controversial. Thank you. It's we yeah. were. Friendly, We weren't friends. We didn't actively hang out. Am I right? I mean. Okay. I mean,
1: you're not terribly wrong. I was you. one of those people in middle school and in high school who just kind of considered myself friends with everybody. And maybe that's because I was oblivious. Um, so my memories of middle school were that we had French together in seventh grade and science together in eighth grade. Kurt likes to completely forget that for half of the year in eighth grade, we were at the same science table, but it's I just fine. don't remember. Cause if you ask him what the timeline of our friendship is, it starts junior year of high school. Yeah. So in
0: Larry hours math class. That's when we became close. That's when we things started to kind of click,
1: yeah. I will also note that you took my phone junior year of high school in that very math class that you're speaking of, and you changed your contact name in my phone. and it has remained the same since. Um, I'll read it to the to the audience now. It's Kurt. I knew you were a trouble field
0: with what? Oh, about from- eight
1: emojis after that and i look like a 12 year old every time you text me um but i will remind everybody who's listening that that's when i knew you were trouble came out um by my very favorite taylor swift and it was all i talked about at the time
0: is that why i changed my name yeah wow that song is old you
1: were just really harping on my uh hobbies and interests at the time Mm. you thought it was appropriate but it's okay, moving on. This is a sports podcast. Yeah.
0: It is, it, well, okay. Good transition, Ab, because Thanks. I had mentioned when I was starting this podcast, you're probably like, why is Abby Robinson on this podcast?
1: Yeah, I couldn't tell you either. That's.
0: <laughs> so we, um, you know, being one of Abby's best friends, God, we've been talking for like three minutes and I haven't told people why you're on the podcast. <laughs> anyway.
1: I'm still unsure.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were the one who asked to be here.
1: Don't expose me like that.
0: <laughs> so Abby, um, being Abby's friend for so long has, it's been such a blessing.
1: Thank you. You're
0: welcome. But um, its it's been really, really cool to see Abby's transition. Um, you know, Abby, when I first met you, we you didn't care about sports at all. And then through our friendship, I've, uh, I'll call it, forced you to watch sports. And we've lived together for years and naturally, if... I'm watching TV. I'm watching sports, and then you come down. And you're like, "What is this crap?" But
1: sports interest by association, I would say.
0: Okay, that's fair. But it, so we're definitely going to talk about that and wh- what it's like for poor <laughs> Abby to have, to deal with me in that sense. But we're also going to talk about Abby's fitness journey because it is a very, very, very incredible one. Back in high school, I would say, "Did you?" Well, you didn't play a sport in high school. Oh, you? Well, well. well
1: let me take you on a fun, quick little road road trip through my freshman year of high school. Um, I did not play a fall sport because I was absolutely terrified and didn't really have a fall sport that beckoned me. Um, I played field hockey for a week or two. Um, in sixth grade, we had like a cute little after school clinic thing that we did in sixth grade. And my back hurt way too much um, because you have to be bent over the whole time. <laughs> And that just wasn't for me. Soccer was never a sport my parents Ugh. put me in as a child. You know, which, you should thank Peace them. and blessings. Thank them for that. Um, I did. I don't talk about this often. I don't know why because I'm proud of it. And also it's kind of one of those things that when I say it, people are like, you did what? I did Irish step dancing my whole life. So that was kind of like my sport. Jiggity that jig. Was, yikes. That was like my thing. And so I guess that was that would be my sport that I did my whole life, but um, just didn't really have an interest of doing anything at the high school level. And then <clears throat> I was on like a little kid swim team when I lived in Windsor. I lived in Windsor growing up, moved to Granby in sixth grade. Um, and from I think like second to fifth grade, I was on a swim team and loved it. Um, my parents were very good about putting my brother and I in sports more for like social purposes, less so than... They wanted to, like, live vicariously through us in sports. that makes sense. Whatever. Um, I loved it because I think I loved the social aspect of it. I loved meets, all that stuff. I did softball in fourth grade, lacrosse in fifth grade. Loved lacrosse. Um, So winter of freshman year was rolling around, and I was like, you know what? I really loved being on the swim team. Let's give this a shot again. I know to those who know me. I probably shook because I don't really talk about that. Um, I was on the Grammy Memorial High School swim team for approximately one practice. Good I
0: Lord. <laughs> I don't even think I knew that.
1: Yeah. It was a dark but time like, in you my just, life.
0: You just, it's not – sports aren't for everyone, especially during high school. And no. Like, I don't know. I would, I would say you from high school through college to now, you have – actively changed your lifestyle in terms of food, in terms of working out, in terms of all sorts of different things. And it's been really cool to see.
1: That was, thank you. That was just not something that was on the forefront of my agenda at the time. Um, I kind of realized when I went to that... (laughs) Good old first practice of the swim team um, that all the other people were there because they liked the sport. They wanted to be good at it and they enjoyed the fitness part of it. Um, I realized it was much less so for social purposes.
0: (laughs) You were there as the class clown of 2014. Yeah. Just to make friends and be funny.
1: Yep. And then I came home, cried um my parents didn't promote quitting so they're like fine if you don't want to do it you have to call the coach yourself and quit over the phone so i did who, um, was it coach rich it was rich godori the yeah.
0: football coach nice. yeah
1: who makes an appearance later in my high school career but we'll get to that Yeah, we will get to that um spring rolls around and i was like you know what we quit swim team Let's give it a shot. I wanted to be involved so bad. So I was like, let's give lacrosse a shot again. I was really intimidated when I moved to Granby. Um, I didn't want to play on any of, like, the town or rec teams um, just because I was really shy, intimidated, you know, the whole T.
0: Moving to a new town's weird, too.
1: Yeah, and... I again had dance, so like it wasn't like I wasn't doing anything and just needed something to fill my time. It would have been an extra thing um, that I, my schedules just didn't really allow for. I was going to dance almost an hour away, three to four times a week. So it was just a lot. So I was like, you know what? This is part of school. I could just go right after. Let's try lacrosse again. Um, and then the universe was like, actually, let's not. That was the worst week of my life, the first week of practice. Yeah. It's just not a good time. Um, My grandmother had unfortunately passed away that very week, the first week of lacrosse. Um, So practice was on a Monday. Like the first day of lacrosse was on a Monday. She died that evening. My parents, obviously, because we were grieving, let me not go to school the next day. But they are like, you're going to lacrosse practice, which is not allowed.
0: No, it's not. um,
1: If you're absent in school. So my dad dropped me off at lacrosse on like a Tuesday afternoon. They're taking attendance. I just kind of like slid into the group. They get to my name. They're like, Robinson. And I was like, here. And then the coach was like, oh, it says you were absent today. Like, why are you here? I was like, well, I wasn't sick. She goes, in front of the whole team. Day two. Freshman. Oh, were you at like a funeral or something? And I went, yep.
0: Oh. So –
1: instant mortified
0: that's not fun as a freshman
1: i also had or anytime yeah one of the worst sinus infections of my entire life at the time so i could not breathe through half of my breathing mechanisms and then also
0: half being your nose or your mouth
1: couldn't breathe out of my nose (laughs) i had a d in world civ at the time which if Uh, you knew me in high school i wasn't like the 4.0 like we'll do anything for an a but like having a B minus was like a big deal. got my heart rate going because yeah. I like maintained honors throughout high school. So having a D in a class where I expressed absolutely no interest. So it was already hard for me. was mm-hmm. just mortifying. Yeah. And then on top of that, like I said, I was doing dance. My dance studio did a recital every other year and that was recital year. And as you're approaching spring, that's when the rehearsals pick up. So my dance teacher was like, if you're late, you're not in the show. So,
0: So, it just seems like it was like a perfect storm. Perfect
1: storm for me to just not be involved. Yeah. So, I was like, you know what? Just stick it out. As Kurt had mentioned, my fitness journey didn't start off strong. So, (laughs) doing like lacrosse warm-ups, conditioning, that whole mess wasn't for me. Especially when my breathing uh, ability was cut in half. So really was just feeling at the bottom of the totem pole and i was goalie so there were only three of us there so i like felt pretty important it, like wasn't like i was gonna get cut or anything right. end of the last week comes i'm like this is not for me at all um i just i just felt like i had too much on my plate my emotions were on the, the roller coaster to the of nth, a lifetime to the nth degree yeah. So end of the week comes, they're like, okay, everybody's going to get in line. The coaches are going to stand in the middle of the field. Everybody runs to the middle of the field one at a time. We're going to tell you if you're on varsity, JV, or the freshman team. And then you're going to go on your That's way. That's a
0: weird way of doing it.
1: I mean, it was what? 2011? 10. Oh, yeah, so, spring. Yeah, 11. So times have changed. Yeah. People have gotten – slightly softer since then you can't really (laughs) be that cut and go um so I get into the back of the line and the coach looks at me and was like Robinson you're a goalie go home and I was like no I need to talk to you about something so I run up I'm the last one they're like what's up um and I told them that whole story again probably wasn't very brief because I'm really bad at confrontation was super terrified to
0: quit and you were long-winded
1: long-winded had to I, I started that by saying You had to run to the middle of the field <laughs> <laughs> I could barely do
0: I didn't even mean long-winded like that I meant long-winded like you talk a lot
1: Okay <laughs> I didn't come on this podcast to get attacked <laughs> You're right Okay <laughs> So I'm like giving her the soul's off story Whatever and she's like Okay how about you give it one more day at practice If we can't like make you stay Then like we totally respect your decision Grades come first Yada yada I'm like okay I go into the locker room the next day. Sinus infection had worsened. I'm sitting there changing into my like goalie gear or whatever. I start coughing. She comes out of her office and she's like, who was that? And I was like, that was me. She's like, get on the bus, go home. You're not practicing like that. Like you can't even breathe. And then I was like, mm, I think that's the end of my journey.
0: I'm just going to get on the bus and I, then not come back.
1: Yeah. See you never. So uh, that was the end of my high school lacrosse career. And I say this. Probably every time I'm in a Dick's Sporting Goods and walk by the lacrosse aisle. It is absolutely my biggest regret in high school. I loved high school. I know not a lot. Not everybody can say that. I know a lot of my friends who have had not the best high school experiences. I absolutely loved high school. I would do it again in a heartbeat, and I wouldn't change a thing except for I would have stuck it out with lacrosse. I regret not having the team camaraderie. I felt so left out when all my friends were going on the bus rides to games. Did all their sister goodie bags and whatever all that I just, good stuff. I really, really wanted to have that.
0: Okay, I well, I respect that. Um, Thank you. But reeling you back in here, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about how it's changed. Like, so we talk about your fitness journey, how you didn't play really a sport in high school,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> to where you are now. Do you like? Obviously, a lot has changed. I yeah. want, like you talk about that.
1: So junior year of high school, I kind of slowed down on dance um, because we had danced in the world championships that March of junior year of uh, high school. And that was like biggest bucket list goal of mine. And I think after that, I think because I felt like I had like done the most, which I'm not even going to get into that because that's a whole nother thing. Um, I kind of slowed down. So I wasn't doing the physical activity as much. Um, I wasn't the lightest feather in the flock. My whole <laughs> life, I like to call myself robust, curvy, fuller-bodied. Um, sure, curvy, curvy, and maybe not the right directions. <laughs> oh, and, <no. laughs> but it's okay. We're body positive here. Yep. So, um, the physical activity had slowed down. Um, senior year was a little bit of a roller coaster for me. Because that's obviously the year you're deciding to go into college. Whatever that was, a whole journey in and of itself. Yep. Um, got to college. Dining halls have a lot more options. And you they're can open just all the time. Go in there whenever you want. You know. Um, and I literally remember the first time I went to the gym at college, and it was probably two weeks before finals, spring of freshman year. You whoa like did not go to the gym UConn's time. gym
0: sucked though at the time yes, it was terrible you had to wait Awful. in line to do anything
1: yeah so i we came home for summer break that year the summer after freshman year and our mutual friend gab you may or may not know who she is her and her whole family um have memberships at planet fitness i literally didn't even know where it was it's not even a 10 minute drive from my house <laughs> Just to, like...
0: I was like, before that, I was like, gym? No, nope. the...
1: Nope. <laughs> yeah, gauge the gym knowledge. Um, so, we got memberships that summer. And um, also happened to be the summer I had the fateful injury and tore my ACL. So, it was like, I got to the gym the one time. Well, like, the couple of times. And then... July 1st, 2015, I tore my ACL. So that was The like, man
0: upstairs just really didn't want you working out. Yeah.
1: It was like, look at you trying a sport. Actually, everything around you is just going to collapse. Yep. So you're not going to enjoy the sport. And then it was like, okay, look at you trying fitness. And then it was like, actually, gonna snap- we're going to separate your shin from your thigh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, Wait,
0: real quick. I'm, I'm, I'm saying real quick. You yeah. want to tell our, 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 <laughs> our listeners how you snapped your ACL?
1: You want the short version or the the long version? No, the short version. The short version is absolutely never waste your time or money going to launch Trampoline Park in Hartford, Connecticut, because (laughs) they should absolutely not be in business. I was just jumping my heart out because I was a (laughs) camp counselor and that was our first field trip of the year. First field trip. First year working at this summer camp, just bouncing my little heart out. I have literal Snapchat videos from moments before the accident. Every single time I watch them, I shiver. I can't even watch videos. Because you know videos. what's coming next. I, I can't even watch videos of children on trampolines. My neighbors across the street have a trampoline. And every single time, I just want to like throw water balloons at them just to make them stop. So
0: when you're a mom, you your kids will not have oh, a trampoline.
1: absolutely not. If they are signed up for summer camps and they're like, field trip of the week launch. My kids will not be going to camp that week. I will (laughs) not put them through the same pain. I'm just bouncing my heart out, bouncing my heart out. I come down and all of a sudden I'm like, Hmm, that's so weird. My shin is in my thigh (laughs) and I bounce back up. I'm in midair. This is like a 10 minute conversation I have with myself in my head in the maybe two seconds I'm in the air. I'm like, ah, there are 45 children around you. If you land again on both of your feet, they're your shin's be, going through to your brain. They're going to be screaming. They're going to be crying. So I was like, you need to land on your bottom. I literally your put t- my hands around my knee to keep it together. <laughs> and I bounced on my butt. And I was like, here's where you're going to stay until someone can help you. I looked at my same friend, Gab, who was just mentioned previously. And was like, get here. You need to help me up."
0: Get over here yeah. right now.
1: Her and another counselor came over. And we also mentioned that. I was not the most petite. She's <laughs> petite. And as was the what other you counselor. Call it? Not
0: the lightest feather in the flock. Not or?
1: the lightest feather in the flock. Not. Yeah. <laughs> they come. They try to help me up. That was a struggle. I'm like hopping my way off the trampoline. My boss is like, are you good? Because, you know, we're watching. Like children. Literal children. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm fine. Went to the walk-in because it happened at work. Workers comp. Ew. And <laughs> my um, My boss. Different boss brings me to the walk-in. They're like, you're fine. Here's a brace. Go back to work. I'm like, okay. They're like, if it gets worse or doesn't improve within the next, like, three days, come back. The next day, the next day, Kurt, my knee was thrice the size. You could poke it. I'm so sorry for anybody who gets squeamish, by the way. But I will remind you that Kurt asked I was not going to tell the story.
0: I also asked for the short version.
1: Okay. And <laughs> you kidding. know how I tell a story. I know. I'm um, just messing. If you had poked it, it was like one of those jelly ice packs. Like it was uh, not muscle. I, it was not bone. Because
0: we were tight at the time, I remember coming to see you. Was it the day of your, after I of? Remember. I don't remember. But I blacked out you, for the whole week. You showed me, I made you show me what it looked like. And it was, like it was gnarly. Like it I, was nasty. But, you know, okay. In a, so you tore your ACL. But in a weird way, do you think like physical therapy and rehab kind of, like kick-started working out for you or is that is that me am I reaching oh absolutely
1: not no you're digging for inspiration no physical (laughs) therapy had nothing to do with my fitness journey um so I went back they were like oh yeah we think you might have like pulled something in your knee I was like oh yeah sure so they're like we'll give you crutches like use them through the weekend the weekend I had gone back on a Thursday yeah use them through the weekend and see if it improves. I was like, okay. Monday comes around and I'm like this is not good. I went to an orthopedic surgeon who had healed my broken foot from like 3 years before and he was like, "Hey, you're the Irish step dancer." And I was like, "Yeah, so since I spent most of my life jumping because mm. of Irish step dancing, my knees are crap." Yep. So he was like, he literally looked at my knee and he was like, "No, no. He was like, "MRI tomorrow." I was like, "Okay. Got an MRI."
0: MRIs are freaky.
1: Yeah. Loud they were like my lower body, so I didn't like have the blessing of being super claustrophobic because my top half was out. Yeah. yeah. So he calls me back like a week later. He's like, you can come in for your results. I'm like, okay. Literally, farthest thing from my mind was tearing my ACL. He walks he walks into the office. I'm sitting there parentless. My parents did not come with me. Rookie mistake. Um, I'm sitting there and he goes, he slides a box of tissues across the little bed. He goes. That's terrible. Yeah. He goes, um you have one of the worst ACL tears I've ever seen in my entire life. You're going to need surgery. And I was like, mm-hmm. and since I'm emotionally broken, I didn't cry. I probably <laughs> made some sort of a joke. I was like, great. That um, is how you
0: combat a lot of issues. You, you are you, jokes.
1: Yeah. We're working on that in therapy though. So, um, <laughs> he tells me that I need surgery. He was like, if you were 80 and the longest walk you were taking every day was to your mailbox and back, I'd say like, you can walk fine, like whatever. Um, but he was like, you're, how was I? I think I was 19 at the time. He was like, You're 19. Like, you have your whole life ahead of you. He, I remember this is, this is a good gauge of where I started on my fitness journey. He goes, If you ever like wanna run again, like, we're gonna need to do surgery. And I, that was the joke I made. I was like, Yeah, I don't run. So that <laughs> wouldn't be the worst, but whatever. Whatever you think is best, doc.
0: So you, okay. So you, so have- then
1: PT surgery, more PT. We're back. Sophomore year of college at UConn, walking around, whatever, going to the gym, not on a regimen. Um, had gone back to Planet Fitness the summer after, again, just kind of like worked out for the sake of doing it, like would go to work.
0: Right, but not anything like no, regimented. No, wasn't following no, a plan. Yeah.
1: Didn't really have any motivation. Like I literally didn't weigh myself, I think, for maybe eight years. like, Really? I had no idea what I weighed. It bothered my family. Like my brother is very feel like maybe guys are like this like i mean you talk about like weight classes and wrestling and whatever like weight's not a thing that you don't talk about with guys
0: right and uh, being like speaking personally a lot of the guys i am friends with are bigger dudes and the where f- their weight
1: is literally posted like on their football staff right and
0: through like i'm saying for football players it's like like what dude like what do you weigh it's like oh 230 i'm like that's it like yeah. 230 is like mm.
1: yeah okay. so that always bothered my brother. Cause he was like, well, you got to like know like where you're starting if you want to like lose weight or whatever. Right. And it wasn't really something we talked about again. Cause like, I don't know, my parents like always put us in sports and activities just to do something with our time to like make friends, yep. whatever. It was never for fitness. Um, and I, I think that's probably why I enjoyed them so much was because I didn't feel like there was some sort of ulterior motive, but wasn't really working out for a purpose. Didn't know what I weighed. Didn't. That, I don't know. I like whatever. Same thing. Summer after junior year of college. Same thing after graduating college. Actually, that was like kind of the year it all started. So what year? the summer after college. So 2018. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> people say you gain like the freshman fifteen when you get to college. <laughs> I will repeat again, I literally had no idea how much I weighed, but you look at pictures of me from like senior year of high school to senior year of college and. Um, they were different. I plumped up.
0: They were different. <laughs> they were plumped up. They were different.
1: Yeah. And, but again, like I was so oblivious and maybe it's just because I like.
0: <laughs> had a fear of a scale.
1: suppress my emotions or whatever. <laughs> I don't think I was ever like self-conscious. So I think. No, you owned it. I You rocked it. I mean, it. I didn't own it. I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't like flaunt what I had, but like, I just never, I don't know. I just never like wanted to do a diet. Like I didn't want to work out to lose weight. Like I worked out and I felt good when I left the gym, like whatever. Just like wasn't doing much because you got to (laughs) like balance food and working out. And I was like, oh, well, if I'm working out, then I can eat whatever I want.
0: That cheeseburger.
1: Rookie mistake.
0: No, I think that's important. I think I've through conversations I've had with the like strength and conditioning coach at UConn and my coaches back in the day, and that whole thing is like you can put in as much work as you want in the gym if you're not eating the right way, if you're trying to bulk, if you're trying to shred, trying to cut, whatever it is, like eating is so important to how – you're going to perform exactly. Yeah. It's not just how hard you hit the weights. Like you can hit the weights all you want and you might not like, say you're trying to lose weight and you, you know, you go run and you do some cardio stuff, but then you go absolutely pig out. It's like, well, you just, you, for everything you gained, you're, you're losing it. Thanks to.
1: Yeah. And people like mix their nutrition and fitness for all sorts of reasons. Some people are intentionally trying to build muscle, So, Like they might be eating like pretty much a carnivore carnivore diet where all they're eating is like meat, beans, like that kind of stuff, eggs, whatever. And if you want to lose weight, like absolutely do not take any sort of fitness or nutritional advice from me. But like science, if you lose weight, you're in a caloric deficit. Yep. So if your food and your exercise isn't adding up to be in a caloric deficit, you're not going to lose weight. Again, had no idea how much I weighed, so couldn't even tell you. (laughs) Like, if I was losing weight, whatever. Um, And I had tried, like, tracking my food, I think just to be more mindful of what I was eating. But since I didn't really have any sort of, like, guidelines I was following, and I don't like saying, like, diet, I'm just one of those people. I don't like saying how I kind of changed my way of eating as calling it a diet that just sounds super restrictive to me. I
0: feel like we've had this conversation before that rather than calling it like a diet, it's almost just like a life change. It's
1: just like a new kind of way of life, a way of eating. Yeah. A Um, life change. Sure. (laughs) And so I just tried tracking my food in like my fitness pal and stuff like that. And it was good at keeping me mindful of like how many calories I was eating in a day. But then like I would grab a handful of nuts or grab a handful of popcorn or whatever. And like, well, that was just a handful. I don't need to track that. Whatever. The summer after senior year of college, one of my friend's moms um, was getting hip surgery and she wanted to lose weight before surgery, but her hip was so bad she could not exercise. So she's like, yeah. I need to figure out how to lose weight just with eating. And that sounds like the biggest hurdle to me because I also like don't want to make it sound like I just ate pizza and chicken nuggets my whole life. Like My mom tells me all the time that I would go out with friends and their parents and they'd come home and be like, as like an eight year old, be like, Abby ordered a salad off the adult menu. Like I've never been able to get my kid to eat a salad in her life. Yeah. And like, I just enjoy healthy food, had absolutely no portion control and snacking. Well, was even an like issue. we
0: lived together for two years, like, and you didn't eat badly.
1: Really. I never got takeout no, in college. No, yeah. So your boy did your boy ate like <laughs> yeah. a your boy ate like a pig. The point is just like, I don't want to make it seem like I just had like a Domino's deep dish every day. Yeah. No,
0: you didn't. You no. didn't.
1: Um, so I was like, how do you lose weight just by eating? Like I don't even eat unhealthily. And she was like, I'm doing this thing called keto. I had never heard of it before. She was like, I've literally been doing it for a week and I've lost, I think it was like eight, eight pounds in like a week. It was so quick. And naturally there was a light bulb that was like,
0: Mhm. Huh? You said what? She didn't have to go to the gym. Um,
1: Because, again, I hated physical activity. (laughs) So I was like, let's read more about it. I don't know what it was, but I think it was just that, like, I saw the food she was making. It all looked so good. She really didn't feel like she was being restrictive, and she had so much success so quickly. So I read a lot about it and was like, okay... This seems very straightforward because I'm also the kind of people k- kind of person where like if something's too complicated, I'm yep. just like not into it.
0: For those who don't know, can you explain a little bit about what keto is? Because it's very popular and a lot of people have, I'm sure a lot of people have know of the keto diet or of keto. We don't mm-hmm. want to throw that D word around. Um, <laughs> but like you. what, um, like what, like what is it?
1: The very basic premises is that your carb intake is very, very low your fat intake is higher than what kind of like the American standard of eating recommends. Yep. Um, and then your protein is like moderate to on the higher side. And the science behind that is like carbs are very simple. So they're very easy to burn. So if you have like a pixie stick before you work out, you might be on like a sugar high. And then by the time you get to halftime in a football game, like you're dead Yeah. because they burn super quickly um, if you're eating a whole meal where just for simplicity's sake, cause I'm thinking of like carbs, fat, and protein. If you have like a piece of bread with cheese and like turkey on it, mm-hmm. that's, uh, it's called, car- a, it's called carbs, a sandwich, fat. Yeah, whatever. carbs, fat, <laughs> and protein is all in that. Like the carbs from the bread are going to be what burns first. All the fat that's like left over from the cheese, protein, whatever is kind of like the extra storage. So when you're depleting your body. Or reducing the amount of carbs that your body is intaking it's then relying on the stored fat for energy and the fat that you're eating Um, that's kind of the very basic principles of it some people are much more strict with it than others I've made it very I think reasonable to be maintainable
0: how long have you been doing keto for
1: Um, so I said summer after we graduated so it'll be like two years next month actually Wow. yeah Happy anniversary. Couldn't even tell you two years ago that that would have happened. Um, But again, like there are a lot of different lifestyles like paleo and whole 30 and whatever, which I feel like are very like specific about the foods you can eat. And I think like when you go out to restaurants or you're in social environments where like people are putting out like casseroles and salads and whatever, you have to be super selective about what's in them. Like keto is pretty straightforward. So if I like go out for, to like plan B, for example, I don't feel like I'm really like missing out on anything because it's like okay, you can order the same burger you got before, just don't eat the bun. Right. Um, you get like a side salad instead of fries, or like they do like those green beans that are so good. Oh, like, those I'll are get those so good instead of fries. Like it's just so straightforward, so it's simple. Yep. Um, which I think is why it's so maintainable. But also on the same note, I've kind of slowed down in a sense where, um, I. I don't get so restrictive like when we're in social situations like one of our favorite pastimes is going out for ice cream and like that's something I'm not gonna like let up on so I know that obviously ice cream has like more sugar in it whatever I don't really like beat myself up for eating that so I don't like really go super high on the fat like a lot of people that do keto because I know like if I'm eating so much fat in one day and then I go out for ice cream. Like, that's not a good mix. My arteries are just, like, begging to be right. ruined. Yeah, yeah, Um. So I just kind of, like, try to keep the carbs on the lower side and then just get my fat from, like, more naturally occurring places, like, in my protein, like, mm-hmm. in my chicken, in my avocados, in the oils I'm cooking with, stuff like that, and not just, like, putting heaps of sour cream on all my food. Right. Which is kind of a misconception of keto. Anyways, now that everybody's super bored, that's pretty <laughs> much keto, and I've been doing it for... Two years, um, and I. So, never mind. What? Just keep going. Are you sure? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. I just so I wanted to go back real quick. You mentioned dieting, right? And we mentioned how it was more like a lifestyle change and anything else for you. I Mm -hmm. can speak. You can attest this too. I just similarly, similarly. Oh my! Am I having a stroke? Get it. Similarly to you, I. You know, was not shy about putting on a couple LBs in college. Like, I'm being a three-sport athlete in high school. It happens
1: and, to the best of us.
0: Yeah. We'll say that. I, you know, played sports every day of my life for a very, very long time. And then I didn't play in college, like I mentioned. And, it, like, it just it came to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. And naturally, that caloric intake, which you were talking about, <laughs> I'm not burning as many calories right. from running around. I'm just eating them. And I'm probably eating more. And uh, there's a little thing called booze. In college which you know you don't do until you're legal <clears throat> but that hurts too and um <laughs> it got to the point where i was not pleased with where i was at from a physical standpoint and i was like all right uh you know i had seen some people who had been doing this thing called a 24-day challenge through Advocare, <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna lose some weight and uh, i did it and i lost weight but it was a very, very unnatural and unhealthy way to do it. And from my perspective, there are some people who really like Advocare, and it works for them. Fine. It didn't work for me. I lost fourteen pounds in twenty-four days, but I was like deathly sick. That was after. a period
1: of your time, period of time in your life. I don't think I would choose to relive.
0: Yeah, and it was bad. It was bad, and I. You know, leading up to a diet, people kind of say like, don't just go cold turkey, like slowly transition yourself out of it Mm -hmm. before you just like, I was like thinking like a freight train, me eating like junk, me, that's the freight train. And then just coming to a halt and (laughs) just immediately cutting everything off and only eating salads or these like meal replacement shakes and then taking a bunch of supplemental pills. And you know, if you're trying, like I lost weight, I lost 14 pounds, but it was very unnatural. Like I mentioned, and it just, it did not work for me. And, and as soon as you stop, it's, you gain all the weight right back.
1: It's literally 24. It's called the 24 days.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I did a challenge and I guess I succeeded the challenge. But yeah. like, I remember, I remember telling people like, oh yeah, I look great. Like I feel great. Blah blah. That was a lie. I didn't look good. I mean, I didn't look good or feel great. And it,
1: yeah. You felt like crap. I felt like time. crap and You're I was exhausted.
0: Yeah. I had absolutely like- no energy bell peppers L- I, like every day bell peppers and cucumbers and
1: like strawberry chalk shakes yeah oh they were so bad they're so nasty they yeah. smelled
0: yeah they were they tasted worse than they smelled but that was my point like you know it just i don't know dieting got to be you got to be careful i'm not saying i'm not sitting here telling, telling you not to diet but i think <laughs> there's a way to you know there's a way to go about it that's the correct way um and i think the way you have approached keto is fantastic is like, you know, like you mentioned, you know, we go out on the weekends or we go get ice cream and you don't just sit there and be like, I absolutely can't do it. Like I, you're like, okay, if I have one today, I'll just, I'll be better tomorrow or something. You don't just, you don't completely eliminate things to the point where you're making yourself miserable.
1: Yeah. I don't even think it's like the, I had ice cream today. I'm going to do better tomorrow. It's like, okay, I had ice cream today. Like end of story. I just had ice cream today. Yeah, true. Like, I'm going to eat keto tomorrow. Like, it's yeah. fine. I don't like the idea of, like, punishing myself for eating um, or anything like that. I also would like to point out that, like, I had seen my friend's mom have so much success with keto um, because she had such a, a, like, she had this goal of needing this hip surgery. Um, and that was, like, kind of what she was working for. Um because she was just miserable. I think, like I said, like I wanted to be able to be more physically fit in shape, be able to do a lot of athletic things, which is why I like went to the gym and I just felt like I was not making any improvements. Yeah. So I knew like, okay, she's doing keto because she wants this like <laughs> new hip. She wants to be a little yeah. bit more agile. She wants to be able to like walk around her daughter's college campus without being in like writhing pain right. all the time. And In my head, that was like, "Oh, like you want to be better at physical fitness? Like, how about you do something food wise that's gonna help Mm -hmm. you do that?" Like, my dad still asks me. He's like, "Have you reached your goal weight?" And like, I never had one. I never set one. That's so
0: intriguing to me too, because like you mentioned, and maybe maybe it's just a guy thing. For me, like when I'm like, I'm like, "Okay, Kurt, you weigh X amount. You need to get to Y by." Mm -hmm. But I don't know. That just I I you know how I am. I like setting (laughs) goals. Sometimes very type A. If I'm yeah, I'm super type A. Um, but for you and I, I'm guilty of this because I asked. Um, you're like obviously, if you look at a picture of you from even our graduation day to you now, it's like not even. I'm not gonna say you're unrecognizable, but like <laughs> you, re, you are like a different. You look very, very different. Is that a bad joke? No, that's like <laughs> that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good at taking
1: those. And um, you
0: don't like compliments. Hold on, but like I'm just saying, it's. I've asked you, I'm like, so what, like, what are you, like, what are you down? Like what number? And you're like, uh, well you say something and then, um, but you're like, I don't know. I don't really, it's never been about the number on the scale for you. It's always no. been about how you feel and how.
1: Totally. So I've, this is actually a little bit weird for me. Cause like, I've never talked about this except for, like, the people I'm closest to. Like, I've never, like, posted, like, a side-by-side on social media and whatever. I'll see see um, bleh, I'll see people we went to high school with, and they'll be like, oh, my God, like, you look great. And it's just so ingrained in me. Just, like, I feel like I'm not – I've been doing it for so long, it doesn't feel different. So sometimes I, like, kind of forget that people I haven't seen in a while, like, see me differently. Um, like, I've lost 57 pounds, and that's a lot. But to me, like, that's not – That's not why, like I wanted to get better at like running and lifting weights and stuff like that. Um, and I attribute a lot of, I think that mindset to our friend, Colleen, Mm -hmm. she went to school for nutrition and she, um, has helped a lot of people kind of get over, not get over, that was a bad phrase, but helped people kind of adapt beyond eating disorders and stuff like that. And she's very into eating, like, a whole diet. So, like, what I was saying about how, like, keto, if you look at, like, bare basics of keto, it's, like, have this bulletproof coffee every morning, which is, like, coffee, and then you're adding butter and MCT oil to it and, like, all this stuff, and you're just eating so much fat, and then you're eating, like, eggs, bacon, and avocado for lunch, and then for dinner you're having, like, chicken and bacon-wrapped asparagus. Like, I went hard kind of with that at the beginning because I didn't know any better. Um, But, like, now it's, like... I eat, I fill my plate with vegetables, which naturally are higher in carbs. So like, I don't track my vegetables. If I, if I'm tracking my food and I have a salad, that's spinach, chicken, like tomatoes, onions, maybe like bacon bits, dressing, whatever. The only things I'm gonna like actually track are the things that have like kind of more complex caloric value, like the chicken, the bacon, and the dressing. No one died from eating too much spinach.
0: Yeah, it, I actually can't confirm me. that fact. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Maybe no, they I, did. I you're <laughs> but saying.
1: like I I don't track that stuff because I know that's naturally higher in carbs. If I track it and I'm like, oh, I had 10 grams of carbs today for lunch because I had a, on a bed of spinach, I'm going to get in my head. So right. like she's kind of helped me get around that. And she also posts a lot of really great like infographics that kind of help you understand. Like when they say weight's just a number, like you're, whatever the scale says shouldn't matter. Like. I've seen so many pictures where it'll be like pictures of like 10 women and the top of it says like they all weigh 140 pounds. One of them's four foot six and she looks a little bit more voluptuous. And the girl at the end is like six foot four and she looks like a stick bug. Like.
0: Is that a thing? A stick bug?
1: I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a degree in bugs. Don't ask me. But, (laughs) (laughs) but like, like if I had set a goal weight, like, I have very naturally muscular legs Mm -hmm. like most of the women in my family do. I have very broad shoulders. I carry muscle well and then excess fat. So, like, I know that if I had set a goal weight, for simplicity's sake, of 100 pounds, um, (laughs) unachievable. And it took me a long time to get there and, like, maybe I plateaued for a couple months and just was having such a hard time breaking a plateau, I would have given up because if I had a goal and I knew that my body just could not get there just because of the way it's built, I would give up. Similarly, like I don't have a goal pant size or dress size or whatever. Yep. It's just kind of like a fun experiment to me where I'm like, oh, these shorts that I loved last summer, like don't fit anymore. That's cool. Yeah. Like, and then I just like size down. Like I don't have a gold pant size i don't have like a gold i don't know i think no i
0: just again i just think it's so it's interesting and it kind of just hit me when we were just talking about it like you think about me and all my friends like i mean a lot of these guys are like 240 and up like we are like this it's big dudes but like uh, if you hear that wouldn't want to fight them. no no you would not um but like if you hear like that like 240 instantly you're
1: like woof fat
0: like that's big but then it's like, well, you look
1: at them and they all look look like fine. They're it's like athletes, right?
0: They're 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 muscular. They're yeah. tall. They're they, you know, it's it's you
1: could Tell they lift.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just it's, you know, I think you're right. That sometimes you get so caught up in a number that like yeah, I'm guilty of it too. I'm like, okay, if I want to get down to 200 pounds, I'm like, oh, like I got to get there in eight weeks, and that means I have to do you know a pound and a half a week. Blah blah. blah. I'm like Kurt, like you're not gonna if you. Like you just mentioned, if you plateau for a sec, you're going to get dejected and it's going to be, it's going to be bad. I remember, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but wasn't there an instance in your weight loss journey that you not, not plateaued, but for like I like, I don't know, like a month or two, it wasn't something wasn't right. And you were like, you didn't seem dejected about it, but you were like, it'll, it'll like even itself back out or something.
1: Yeah. So like in, at the very beginning... I, and this happens to so many people, like, especially when you have more weight to lose, like the first time you kind of try drastically changing the way you eat, you lose weight quickly. Like I lost like 16 pounds in the first like month and a half, two months I tried keto and it was pretty instantly noticeable. Like I remember mostly in my face and I didn't tell anybody I was doing it. I remember I went to my aunt's house and she was like, you look really good. Like, are you doing anything different? I'm like, Oh, I'm trying keto. Like, She's like, how much weight did you lose? I'm like. 16 pounds and that sounds like a lot at the time and I don't think at that time also I would have told you that yeah I'm on track to lose 55 like whatever yeah um I kind of keep track of my weight in my fitness pal like for data only um I'm prone to migraines I have some like weird stomach issues so I track my food and my weight more to just like notice patterns yeah -hmm. Um, I looked the other day, I have literally lost like maybe eight to 10 pounds in like a year. Mm-hmm. Like the last year has been so slow. I tried on a bathing suit the other day that I bought last summer and it's falling off. Right. So like that's another part about it is like the scale really hasn't changes, changed over yeah. the course of a year. But like
0: your body, I'm changed. a whole new size.
1: So- like, yeah. and that's stuff that you don't realize and like, I think you with me, when you see someone so frequently, you don't really notice their change yeah. until like you see a picture of them yep. from a long time ago. Yep.
0: hundred percent. I was going to say that. And yeah. it's, it's, I want to just, before we've been chatting a while about this quarantine, I've well, actually, before we get to that, something that I do that I've taken an interest in is meal prepping, <laughs> which is something that you don't really love. Correct? No. Yeah. I have. I have found that it makes it very easy for me. I'm also the kind of guy, I am one of the pickiest eaters you will ever meet. Abby can attest to it because mm. she made really good food all the time. And I was like, man, there's a mushroom in that. I can't <laughs> eat it. But um, I have found that I can eat the same meal every day for an entire week and not care, like for lunch yeah. and for dinner. Not well, not the same, but I would meal prep my entire lunch for a week, like a salad, and then I'd meal prep a protein and vegetables for, for dinner. And I have found it to be so easy and so worthwhile because i'm like I, it's regimented and it's it's something that i i believe is attainable for myself and i have noticed that like and okay sometimes when i'm at my apartment and it's late and i'm like oh crap i don't want to make food i don't have to because it's already made you, mm. you spend three hours one day doing it on a sunday or a monday and you just you go but that's better than being like oh shit it's eight o'clock and now i i'm hungry so I'm going to go to McDonald's or I'm going to go get yeah. a sandwich. It's like, well, no, I have it ready to go in the fridge. And for me, it's been very, very easy. And I just wanted to throw that in there because again, there are so many different things that work for different people. There's not, we're not, I'm not certainly telling you to, you know, you have to meal prep if you want to be healthy. It's like, no, screw that. But it's, it works for me. And I know that works for a handful of other people. I've had conversations like I post some stuff on my Instagram stories of me, of me meal prepping and people, a lot of people, a lot of people swipe up on it. And it's like, no, it's just, it's, I really, really enjoy it almost. It's like a fun activity. I feel like I sound like I'm 50 years old. It's a <laughs> fun activity for me, but it's like, it's, I don't know, it's kind of nice. Um, but I just wanted to throw that in there because people have been like, you should mention it on your, on your podcast. So I did want to just mention that.
1: Um. Yeah. Meal prepping feels like leftovers to me. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not a big leftovers kind of person. Yep. And also... I should know. I love cooking. So you do. W- I think I one don't. of the you things do. that like I've loved about keto is like trying new things to cook. Yep. Um I make a lot of like quote unquote keto dinners for my family yep. and like you would never know. Like
0: Right. No, and Abby's made me some keto stuff and it's really you really can't tell. The yeah. only thing I can tell is like when we make desserts or yeah. when you make Replacement desserts.
1: desserts are a little A little tough A little tough Um, But like we'll do like Kind of Mexican themed dinners Like one pan chicken fajita stuff Where it's literally just like Chicken, peppers, onions You cook it on one pan In like this marinade that you make And then you can put that on whatever So like my family will put it on like Tortillas and whatever I'll have it on a bowl of cauliflower rice And it's kind of like a bowl from Chipotle Like Yeah Absolutely. You really can't tell the difference. I just, I really enjoy cooking. And Keto
0: lasagna. That was really good.
1: So good. And when I like make my lunch the night before, it's kind of like gets me excited for the next meal. Um, similarly though, like there was probably a year where I was eating the same lunch every day and making it for lunch. I'd yeah, have I remember. my spinach with olive oil um, and goat cheese and then kind of like mix up the sides and whatever. Like I could have that salad 19 yeah. times a day and be fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, meal prepping just kind of feels like leftovers to me by the end of the week. It also depends on what you make. Like, I don't know anybody else besides you that really meal preps and you meal prep like salad.
0: I meal prep salad for To lunch me, and like then...
1: salad that you put into a container at the beginning of the week by Friday. If it's like a little brown, I'm like, Mm-mm, not for me.
0: I, t- I typically do my meal prep on Monday nights. So I yeah. do Monday nights. So I have it for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't notice like wilting lettuce or anything like that. I like it really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat it if it was bad. Um, but yeah, I do, I do four salads and I do four meals at night, whether it's steak and asparagus or it's chicken and potatoes and broccoli or Brussels sprouts. It's like, it it works for me. And again, it doesn't work for everyone, but it does work for me.
1: Yeah. So not a huge fan of meal prepping, but, um, a lot of people I follow on Instagram do that. That's like one, that's, I think what has been one of the biggest things that's kind of helped me. Um, kind of stay. I don't want to say on track, but like stay, kind of like into yep. this way of eating and fitness in general. is the people that I follow on Instagram, yeah, um, you talk
0: about them a lot. We we've yeah, had yeah, they're we like had...
1: the only thing I talk about. No,
0: no, no, no <laughs> I'm not saying it for that reason. But like you, you enjoy it, and it's like so. It's like it's like me with sports.
1: It's literally like you reading. Twitter 24-7 yeah, oof, about the Patriots and the Red Sox and whether or not they're playing this season and Kyrie Irving and all those people on Twitter.
0: Ugh.
1: See those sports words I just dropped? Got him.
0: Does Kyrie play for the Celtics right now?
1: Sure. No, no. he doesn't. He <laughs> no. did. He did. Not anymore, though. Do we like Kyrie? No. No, we don't like Kyrie. I knew it. Yep. You did um, know it. So, Yeah. Exactly. Like following all those people on Instagram is literally like you following all your sports people on Twitter. Um, that's kind of like my hobby. And like when you were talking about how like the number on the scale, the amount that I've lost has never been a thing. My achievements to me have been like the achievements that I've made fit, like fitness wise, like with running. With That lifting. is exactly
0: how I want to end this conversation. Yeah. Because it's... Oh, thanks. No. Again... <laughs> No great transition because I was that was my last topic, right? Obviously, we've been in quarantine for 4 months. Yeah. Um yeah, we're slowly coming out of it, but at the same time, gyms have been closed, so your regimen of uh, you were religious about going to the gym in some capacity mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, nope, now you can't do that and I you know, from being like your best friend, you've taken up running. And I mean, it hasn't just been <laughs> since quarantine, but like it's I feel like it's been There's an uptick in your running since we've been forced to not go to the gym. Yeah. So can you explain through like what app, like I know you have an app on your phone that you use and just like why you've enjoyed running?
1: So... Like I had said, we, Gabby and I just kind of went to Planet Fitness just for the sake of going. Yep. I, we didn't really talk about it other than just like, hey, we going after work today? Like we didn't really share what we were doing with each other. It was like, we went there, we didn't talk to each other. And then at the end it was like, okay, let's get in the car. Um, so when I first kind of tried pairing my fitness with my eating, um, we had discovered, uh, I feel like she's like my child because we really <laughs> started following her from the beginning of her like fame. Um Her name is Mari. I have absolutely no idea how to pronounce her last name. It's like Llewellyn or something. Mm -hmm. Um, She came out with these fitness guides uh, with her boyfriend. Um, It's Mari Easy Fitness on Instagram. Or maybe it's just Mari Fitness now. Um, She kind of lost a lot of weight through lifting and weights and kind of more like bodyweight exercises and less cardio. Um, and they're all very dynamic. And I think because she's only like a year or two older than us, we had started at very similar, like body weights and also like shapes and then had this incredible transformation in something that wasn't cardio. I was like, what is this? So we bought, she has these like resistance bands that are like the best bands I've ever used in my entire life. Uh, We bought those. We bought her gym guides. She also has home guides. And so for a while, like I would go to the gym and do a little bit on like an elliptical or power walk on a treadmill or warm up on a bike, do her weight training. Um, And that's kind of what got me religious about going to the gym because it was like a nine week program where it's like you go four to five days a week. And I didn't go like I was like, okay, it's day it's week four, week two, day two, like whatever. I just kind of went and wherever I was next in the sequence would do those kind of exercises. Um, and then um, I started, I think it was like that summer. I was really just like, you know, it's beautiful out. I worked at a summer camp. I just loved being outside and I hated going into like a dark inside gym. So I was like, let's try running today. I had absolutely no idea how to do that. Um, how to I run? Ha- no. We talked about my lack of physical fitness. <laughs> you think I ran for choice? No, it was absolutely for gym class and that's it. Wally Hansen, your recurring guest and mm-hmm. friend, mm-hmm. can attest to this. I had him for the first three years of high school as my uh, gym teacher. And you know, if we did outside sports, it'd be like, okay, let's go outside and run a half a mile around the track. I would literally not even be able to run a quarter of a mile around the track before faking an injury and asking (laughs) to go to the nurse. Like I could not run a quarter mile. I'll give you a little mind movie about my experience in gym class. Uh, We were outside on the track and the track hurdles were out and I was like, oh, these look fun. I do Irish dancing. I can kick my legs. Let's try to go over one. You don't realize how high the hurdles are until you're halfway over it. So I'm like stepping over it, my back foot gets caught, and I literally face planted in front of the entire gym class. That's about how athletic I was. All right, fair enough. You got so, it?
0: Yeah, I got it. So now you're running.
1: Now I'm running. Um, had no idea like where to start, how to track my progress. We my aunt and I um did this running clinic thing. Club. Through sure, through Fleet Feet. Um it was like a five K training program. It was called Run Walk. Uh five K training program where literally like They, you go out as a group in West Hartford center and you're doing like one of running 90 seconds of walking for a mile and three quarters. And then the next time you go back, it's like two minutes of running 90 seconds of walking for two miles and whatever. And you kind of lower your walking intervals, increase your distance every time. That was kind of like how I got introduced to running. And then once that ended and I did my first 5k, I was like, okay, I really actually like this. I feel like I'm getting in a really good workout every time I run. Gym teachers everywhere are shaking because <laughs> this is not me in high school. Um, I downloaded Nike Run Club because yep. Gabby, who's been a very important part of my fitness journey, um, downloaded it. She used it to train for a half marathon. So I was like, let's see what the T's all about. Uh, last November, she came to me and she said, Ab, I have a proposition. I'm going to need you to think a couple seconds before you give me a reaction because the Lord knows that um, I'm very quick to respond <laughs> uh, without thinking about my words first. And she was like, I really think that we should run the 2021 Hartford Marathon. And I was like, "Homest, are you talking to? Who, me? <laughs> Who, me? Um, so I was like, Okay, interesting. Um, So I was like, I'm a procrastinator. Uh, You cannot procrastinate training for a full marathon. So I was like, how can I benchmark this? So I set up training programs to train for 10K, which I did like two weeks ago. Yeah, Um, buddy. I'm now um, week two or three of doing half marathon training that I'm going to try to do for October and then give myself a full year to do the full marathon in 2021. So it is officially in the universe we, so i have to do it now
0: yep yeah oh shit you put it out yikes there. yikes we have receipts now we have receipts it's no but it's so cool cuz i ended up being home when you were running your 10k and i was like i'll do it with you <laughs> and i was sucking wind like i it, i'm not a huge runner i'm getting into it because you've kind of turned me on to it and you're like it's easy this Nike Run Club gives you a whole program. You follow it; it works for me. Blah blah. And you're right; it is it is really easy mm-hmm. to follow. And it, you know, it's all based on how well you do on these runs. It's very receptive to if a, a run was hard for you, if it was mm-hmm. easy, um, and it kind of tracks your progress that way. But it's just to again, it was kind of like this is not me poking fun, but it was like if you would have asked me two years ago <laughs> if I was going to run a 10k with you. I would have like just laughed. And, oh, like, me too. Like funny joke. Yeah. But like you like we didn't st- we didn't we didn't stop. Like we just ran the entire thing. Also, six miles is like or what is six? Six point, and a quarter. Six point two five. Like
1: Don't cut off that quarter. Low
0: key. Like you're running for a while.
1: Yeah, that's a long time. That's like an that's like a little over an hour for me. So yeah. like I finished in a ten thirty pace. Um when I started running my mile pace was like twelve fifteen. So like I said, like I track my food I track my weight more for data because now I'm so much more invested in like the exercise and I can tell now like if I have a day where I just like really was just not eating the best or whatever and I go out for a run the next day and I can't even finish a mile without like my ribs trying to snap in half Yeah, like I know it's because It's what I ate the day before. So it all correlates. So the way I eat now is so much less for weight loss and so much more for like fueling my exercise. Which is why like I don't really care that I haven't lost weight in quite some time. I've like fluctuated between the same like five pounds. But I know that I'm getting stronger. I know that I can... Like, it's just crazy how at the beginning of my 10K training, like a three and a half mile, quote unquote, long run. Now, if I have like a three and a half mile endurance run in the beginning of the week, I'm like, oh, easy. Take
0: take yesterday. You're like, I'm like, you got to run? She's like, yeah. I'm like, how long? You're like five and a half. I'm like, five and a half? You're like, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like that's, it's just, it's really awesome. Yeah.
1: So I'm much more proud of myself thinking about Middle high school ab who literally couldn't even run a quarter of a mile in around a track now to be able to like say that I've run a 10K. Um, my family is very supportive of this. All of my friends have been very supportive of this, which I'm very thankful for. Um, Gabby and I have been running a lot together um, on a bike path. We actually passed Wally Hansen one time. Um, I actually don't know if he knows this. Um, Gabby did cross country in high school. So like she kind of has like a grounds for like knowing how to run. It wouldn't be weird if you saw her out running and be like, Oh yeah, she did that in high school. Like, obviously it's not weird that she's out yeah, running. That's normal. We passed Hanson and he looked at Gabby and he was like, Hey, what's up? You know? And the, you know, cause that sounded exactly like voice, him, yeah. you know? Yeah. And he definitely looked at me and was like, what the hell? Who is she? Who? <laughs> um, no, it's just, and then just like kept going. So it's just, that's, I think what I've been most impressed by with myself more so than like you hear fifty seven pounds and you're like, Oh shit.
0: Yeah, oh shit.
1: But to me that's like Right I'm that, much more proud of the fact that I've ran a ten K.
0: Right. And that you've run a ten K that you've you try on a bathing suit you tried on last year and it's way too big now. It's like that's that's really cool. And yeah. uh, this the whole the whole arc, the whole <laughs> journey for you has been awesome and it's been fun to see. But I feel like for me, sometimes I forget because like I said we see each other all the time and we do everything together. That like I, like you mentioned, you see, we, we see people from high school and they're like, whoa. Yeah. But like me, I see you every day. So it's like recency bias. It's like, well, I I, I don't really see the change because it's so gradual. Yeah. But they're like, holy shit. That's Abby Robinson. I'm like, yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, boy. Yeah, it is. I'm also the worst at receiving compliments. When yeah, you When people are like, them. you look so good. I'm like, stop talking to me, please. Yeah, you
0: hate compliments. But um. So, yeah, that's Abby's fitness journey. Um, it's a hell of a story.
1: Would say it's in a nutshell, but it's absolutely not in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. It, no, it's it was awesome. And thank you for that. Um, but we're not done. We're not no, done. No. We have more coming for you guys. So we're going to go. We're going to transition into a little bit about some high school stuff here. And um, just as kinda, if we haven't talked about high school enough. No, but like, I mean, like how our friendship really kind of yeah. came from sports, because like at the root of things, that's. That's really how everything kind of started. Mm-hmm. But we are taking a quick break because there is definitely NFL breaking news right now. So hold on one second. Two hours later. All right, guys. <laughs> uh, We just took a break from the podcast for a second. Because, we shouldn't have. <laughs> because the Patriots just signed Cam Newton to a one-year deal. And I've been going to war in my text messages and on social media. So uh, the break was a little bit longer than it meant to be.
1: Remember when I was talking about how I follow my keto fitness people on Instagram and it's like Kurt with Twitter and sports? If only y'all could have seen the scrolling (laughs) and the speed fingers. I felt like
0: Trumpy. (laughs) President Twitter fingers. (laughs) President Twitter fingers. I was...
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. But we're not going to talk about it right now.
1: No, we can save that no. for another time. Uh,
0: yeah. All right, but uh, we were talking about high school mm-hmm. and how our like friendship <laughs> kind of really shaped into what it has been today. And it all kind of started with you managing. Um, you know, as you guys are aware, I played football, basketball, and baseball in high school, and you have managers for uh, football and basketball. And mm-hmm. Abby ended up doing it just senior year, right? Yeah, Um, managers are people who absolutely do not get enough credit. They, you know, I mean, it changed a little bit when I was in high school. Earlier years, managers didn't come to practice. They didn't do a whole lot. They were there to fill up waters and then go spray them in the mouths of the football players. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of that was kind of it. But when Abby and the Group of managers that she managed with senior year of high school kind of came out into the scene. It kind of reworked the entire way our managers contributed to the team. They weren't just there to be like water girls. They were there to do a whole lot more than that. They mm-hmm. were given a like practice schedule. They kept us on time. They blow air horns to switch drills. They would yes, they'd fill up waters and stuff. They'd also you helped lead Got pretty con- good at that water. You did you also uh, led? like conditioning stations at one point, didn't you briefly at the, like some point of practice? You were like running with us.
1: Oh, <laughs> there is one practice. You guys were in a really, really, really bad mood. I can't remember what the circumstances are, but you guys had to like run a lap around the field. And I was in one of my, uh, goofing hour moods. I think I was really hyper and I was running in front of the line.
0: Backwards. See, you could have ran a lap in high school.
1: That was to be funny. All right.
0: Then it, different. All right. Anyway, but you get my point. So they did a lot. Um, even like filming, I don't know if you guys did it as much, but even now, I'm a shout out Ellie Fiorentino, who um, has been... A Hands
1: man- down, way better of a manager than I ever was. But I'm
0: saying it like, Ellie was a manager for the Granby football team the last four years, but it, or three years, but it's kind of, you guys kind of started that transition into managers having a being
1: more active. like a big
0: role, like coming to practice every day. You might not have played a sport. That is a full time commitment.
1: Yeah. So I started managing football. Um, Cause obviously Kurt convinced me to, I had come to him. I think it was the spring of junior year of high school in math class. Um, I want to say out. pre-calc. Um, and I had a friend approach me about managing hockey the following winter and I had mentioned it to you and you literally gave me the most dramatic eye roll. you were like hockey. (laughs) Do you even know anything about hockey? And I was like, no, to your point, managers just filled water. So I didn't think I needed to know anything about hockey to be a manager. And I know that that role has changed a lot too, but you were like, well, we need managers for football. Like, why don't you do football? And I pretty sure I recycled your line and was like, don't I need to know something about football to be a football Petty. manager? Because I absolutely knew nothing about football minus what the what the ball looked like. I don't even think I could have told you what position Tom Brady played at the time. Good God. Yeah. Um, so football starts like early August. It's like when conditioning starts, yeah. the preseason workouts and whatever. So we had kind of gotten started. There were four of us that year. Um, started at the park. We went to all your 7 a.m. workouts at mm-hmm. the high school and at the park. Aaron's,
0: yep. Aaron's Park. Um,
1: and we were told to keep track of, like, conditioning schedules. Like yep. you had mentioned, the air horn was my favorite toy to play with. Literally, the <laughs> I coaches... I did not
0: enjoy... The neighbors didn't enjoy it at 7 no. a.
1: So one of the practices, um, a few practices a week were at the park in our town that did not have football lines painted on. And I remember one of the coaches had asked... Me and my friend Courtney, who was managing uh, with me at the time, to set out those, like, yard markers. Yeah, it has, like, yeah. those yep. orange triangles that are, like, 10, 20, yard, 30. You had
0: a yard marker. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Um, He's like, can you help us set these out? So we, like, replicate a field. And I was like, sure. Literally no <laughs> idea. The numbers were out of order. They were maybe, like, three steps apart from each other. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I think someone else should actually be taking care of this. Actually. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um. So, yeah, most of the season was just I don't know it was it was absolutely the most fun I ever had in high school and I think going back to what I said about lacrosse how quitting that was my biggest regret because I feel like I missed out on a lot of the team camaraderie and kind of like the Yep. The sisterhood. <laughs> kind of got my sisterhood out of football. Yeah,
0: it's a weird sisterhood, but you yeah. got it. And I don't
1: like- know. I also think, like, I missed the, the like, middle school sleepover where, like, girls decided how they talk to boys. And so I, like, didn't have really a lot of experience in that department. So I think it was also fun because, I mean, you think back to, like, the guys that I got close with that year. Obviously, I'd, I was already friends with you, but Jake, who's on the pod. Yep. Uh, one of my best friends now. John on the team.
0: Mm-hmm. Ian?
1: Like, yeah, Ian, you think about the guys that were on the team that I really bonded with back then, and they're still some of my best friends to this day, so...
0: Even, like, Connor and his grade, they were on the team, yeah. you knew them. Um, <laughs> it, it was just, like I mentioned, it was kind of, like, to me, like, the launching off point where our friendship yeah. really, like, kind of took, like, a next step, because we were around each other every single day, and, mm-hmm. like, we bonded. Like, when I talk about seeing us at, like, our lowest moment, like, <sighs> my lowest moments, like, there were... Practices, I'd be pissed off, or after games. Like we started zero and three that year. Things injuries. Weren't, things weren't looking. Yeah, my laundry list of injuries. It's just I, like I said, Abby saw me at my worst, and like you know, was very very helpful and like talking me off the ledge a couple <laughs> times. It just I don't
1: managers know. are there for hydration support and also emotional support, which is an underrated talent. I uh, <laughs> you're also
0: remember. I remember the Coventry game. It was like mm-hmm. wet and cold and Poring. muddy, and you and the managers took sticks. You went into the woods and got sticks. Yeah, we and, got
1: sticks, and we got like the extra buckles that go on pads yeah, pad out of pad like buckles. our equipment box. And we every time a guy would come out of the lineup, um, and come onto the sidelines, we'd sit there while they were on the bench and scrape the mud out of their cleats because they were sliding everywhere. And yeah, went no, through just, the ringer.
0: Yeah, they they. Just, they just—they were very selfless. You hosted a team dinner. No managers do that, but it's yeah. just—it was cool. And was it was fun. You guys... almost
1: killed you. We made you raw chicken wings. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. But
0: okay. I um, but I almost turned the favor in a um, one of the first scrimmages of the year. I was throwing the ball away to the sideline, oh. and I you know started throwing an interception, which I threw plenty of those. But I was like, I'm eh, um, live to see another play. Threw it out of bounds. Like I whipped the thing out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, at our sideline. And uh, all yeah. the players parted, like, the Red Sea, which I, led directly to Miss Robinson.
1: I made direct eye contact with the ball. And it was kind of like the moment when I had a couple seconds in midair when I knew that my leg had dis- disembodied um, on the trampoline. I was making eye contact with the ball, and I said, you have you have two, one of two decisions you can make right here. You can try to look athletic, which... As we all know, my athletic journey didn't start till after college. Um, and catch it, or you can try to avoid contact with the ball. <laughs> but I said, Ab, people are watching you. So if you try to catch it and you miss, or you get thrown to the ground, you're gonna look dumb. So I just turned around. That ball whaled me in the ribs.
0: I mean, I, I, I guys, I threw this thing
1: hard. It was back. silent. <laughs> like you heard impact. It was like. So I just went. Everyone was like, ow! (laughs) Um, And so from then on, we just really bonded. We really
0: did. You threw
1: a ball into my back as hard as you could. I scraped mud out of your cleats.
0: It's pretty much how our our, our friendship is. You got a
1: helmet ran into your spleen. (laughs) Yes. That was really terrifying.
0: Yeah, pissing blood was Football's a
1: scary sport to watch. I'm sure it's terrifying to play, but. It's fun. It's hearing the smack of the helmets, even watching football on TV. It's like you hear the announcers, there's music, you hear the crowd, and like obviously they're mic'd up. You can hear the, oh, you can hear helmets cracking.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Probably my least favorite part about the sport. But I went from knowing absolutely nothing about football to like knowing a little bit by the end of the season. Like I remember one of the last like week or twos of practice, it was like more scrimmage of a setup, and coach had asked uh, one of the managers to run the sticks. Yep. Um, I don't think I could have told you what the sticks, what downs meant at the time, down a distance. Yeah. yeah. Didn't know how you could tell who was on defense and offense at the beginning of the season, like the directions that the lines are moving in. Um, and absolutely do not understand the football language. Um, and now I think experiencing you as both a player and a coach, I can speak to that even more, especially considering I lived with you during your coaching years, Tell um, us, You can tell
0: a story quick about when I was reading my play sheet to you.
1: Yeah. He thought for some reason that it would be helpful when he is making these plays for like the team for the offense and whatever. He's like, oh, let me just read them out loud. Make sure they make sense. Make sure they make sense. But he's like, okay, so here's one. Here's what you do. Blah, 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 This is what I say when I'm calling and play laser shoot, Bill Belichick, <laughs> right foot, golden retriever. Make sense. I just – I don't – why can't you just say, Connor, run 20 yards that way, Jay hook catch the ball, touchdown?
0: Because you can't do that for every single person. It's going to take way longer. It's very – You're right. Uh, football plays are – I feel like it, it, is a, it is a different language. So if you don't understand the language, I understand. But it's broken down very simply. It's like for, like the first couple words are formation. And then it goes into – You
1: already lost me. <sighs>
0: Go into formation. Damn you. It's a formation. And then like blocking responsibilities. And then the direction of the play. And then who's getting the ball. All have to be called in the play. So you. I'm
1: pretty sure I just did that. But in spoken words. Like. So okay. Connor
0: goes 20 yards downfield. Does a J hook. Turns around. Catches the ball. What do the other people do?
1: Hit. And block the people (laughs) that are trying to go after Connor. So just one. Clear the way for Connor.
0: (laughs) So you just have one receiver on the play. So if Connor's covered. What do I do? You run it. I didn't do that.
1: No, you didn't. <laughs>
0: no, I didn't. Not enough. Not... <laughs> God, I Actually just... probably enough. Probably enough. Yeah. Um I I
1: always got so scared when you ran the ball because you're like you're so you have such a powerful arm and you're so accurate. If I knew that you couldn't get that ball out of your hands and you were running, I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, man. he's screwed. He has a three hundred pounder on his back. <laughs> he's getting it. So most of the time, you would just run off. But
0: yeah, run out. If I found out of bounds, that's where I was going. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely smart. I just yeah, so obviously you coach. Uh, whoa, coach. You yeah, I coached fo-
1: football senior year of high school. <laughs> managed... It was their first winning season. Not gonna <laughs> lie, it was definitely because of me.
0: Yeah, it was you getting shit out of our cleats, but <laughs> you managed football and then you managed basketball, which I know you enjoyed to some extent, probably not as much as football because you had that real, like, that's where all of our friends were.
1: Yeah. Um, so I coached basketball the year after you guys won the state championship. Yep. So I loved managing both sports for completely different reasons football there's it was like a family like yeah. i felt like even the coaches i mean they signed our senior year posters at the end of the season and one of them wrote to my adopted daughter like yeah that was kind of the the mood for f- football um we like i don't know it's just it felt much more fami- familial um basketball was really fun because there's a lot more energy and like kurt i know has mentioned a bunch of times. The 2013 football season was the first winning one. So before then, like, we didn't have a, a fan base, really. Well, that was also that the, was first the first year we season. were on campus at the high school. Yeah,
0: on campus at the high school. Brand new, bleachers, yeah. amazing, amazing facility.
1: Yeah, so that was exciting in and of itself. But, like, people weren't used to that yet. So we didn't have, like, the marching right. band at e- yeah. each of the games. Like, we didn't have a packed den.
0: It was the first time, our first go-around of Friday Night Lights, for Yeah. Really.
1: And then, like Kurt mentioned, we went on three the first three games of the season. So it's like by game three, it was like, like everybody oh, was like, shit. here they go we again, paid for an entire new facility for this. <laughs> it's, like,
0: <laughs> it's like that meme. It's like, oh, shit, here yeah. we go again. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So um, seeing kind of like that growth from the beginning of the season to the end and then kind of like being there, it was like, I almost felt like I didn't deserve to like A manager in the first winning season because, like, I wasn't there for the beginning, really. Like, yeah, I'm kind of a hypocrite in this way. Like, I didn't go to any football games before then. I went to one, it was homecoming freshman year, which was versus Avon. So, yeah, yikes,
0: didn't end well for anyone, yeah. Um, except for Avon,
1: so like, that was like the whole energy towards football our senior year of high school, basketball, completely different environment. First of all, you're inside, so you literally can't even hear your own thoughts With the
0: craziest fan base in Connecticut yeah
1: it was the um, I mean Sean McFarland said on your podcast a couple episodes like there's nothing like being in that gym yeah it's, Granby, wild. Like, it's wild it's wild Gramby basketball fans are like none other you're
0: on a pedestal Chanel and I talked about it too the Grammy boys basketball team you're on a pedestal and it's yeah. like ever the entire town comes to the game
1: yeah and it was the season that right after you guys won the state championship so like all the energy was still there we were eh. Um, we were right on the sidelines I mean in football we were right running back and forth behind the line, most of the time getting waters, like (laughs) picking mud out of your shoes, you know, getting, helping Becky, the trainer, Mm -hmm. um, like wrap ankles and stuff like that. If you know, there were multiple injuries in one day basketball, we were literally on the sidelines, like had to block my face from the basketball on multiple occasions, like on the clipboards, doing stats and stuff like that. So I loved it for completely different reasons. I felt I felt real cool for being a part of the <laughs> basketball team. Yeah. Um, so it was just fun for different reasons, but definitely like, I mean, the team were a completely different right group of people. There were what, 15 kids on the basketball team Not and 45 even. on the football team. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just completely different. Basketball, I think is a little bit more straightforward mm-hmm. in regards to, you know, offensive, defensive rebounding, stuff like that yep. assists. So taking stats for that was a lot easier. Um, definitely made some mistakes In filming for football Whatever
0: It's hard Shout out to Tess Who I does I didn't it really now for like Brandy. know When
1: you turn on and off The camera At the end of every play Considering I didn't yeah. even know Which side was defense <laughs>
0: Yeah no, we I didn't know
1: when a play Had started or ended The football team
0: Just bought a new camera Like one of the end zone cameras And we had a freshman manager Last year Tess Who was phenomenal That thing is hard to operate And yeah. she was really good at it um, Can't relate But um, the One of the last kind of things I want to get into Is talking about Coaching, because you got into that a little bit, um, which is like, ironic because, like you mentioned, you didn't play in high school. So it's not often – or college, it's, like, it's not often you have somebody coach. Yeah. But the Granby girls Across team was at a deficit in terms of coaching. They couldn't – they weren't sure if they were going to have a JV coach because she, she had other commitments and other things. So Abby ended up hopping on because um, <laughs> she knows the head coach pretty well.
1: In a weird turn of events. In a weird
0: turn of events. <laughs> and Abby's like, yeah, I'll help out. And I – I mean, you worked primarily with the goalies because that's what you did when you played yeah. lacrosse when you were younger and then freshman year for the hot minute. Um, but you like, you are a really good coach. Like Thank a, you. A really good coach. And it's like what people don't understand is coaching is not all X's and O's. Like I say it all or, the time.
1: Laser shoots, yeah. Golden that's retriever that's plays. X's and O's, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> it's it's so much of it is relationship building and making sure these kids can trust you, and it, you're like a part therapist. Like these kids like heap their problems onto you, and you got to be able mm-hmm. to you know, help them out with it. And that, especially girls. I told you when I helped coach <laughs> lacrosse, it was like a slap in the face because I was yeah. like, it is just way different than boys. Yeah. Um, but the way you connected with them. Was really awesome, and I think you were a very important factor into having such a good season that they had. Whatever, not this year because of COVID, but the year before, and Mm -hmm. um, you know, even this year, there's no season, and you took it upon yourself to do Zoom meetings. So like that, that's just something that doesn't happen often, you know.
1: I think that kind of mindset about being in that kind of a role was so appealing to me because I was a camp counselor for so long, and just loved being in that kind of environment. I had, you know, like my regular group of kids that like every summer would come back to camp and just like latch on to me and um when I you would actually were the one that told me that um the girls lacrosse team was kind of in need of coaching that year and like I had said my biggest regret always in high school is that I had quit. So for me it was kind of like that light little glimmer of like oh my god, I might have my chance in the spotlight again to play lacrosse. And it was kind of like living my dream vicariously through the girls um and it ended up being a really convenient year i think for me to get into coaching especially just goalie specific um because we had two goalies when i came in and one of them was a senior who i'm not sure i actually don't really know why but she ended up um not continuing to play beyond like the first week of the season and our second goalie was a sophomore at the time and started the season with a concussion from her indoor league over the winter, so. When the senior goalie quit, we had a game or two coming up or scrimmages or something, and the coach sat the whole team down, head coach, and was like, okay, defense can either step up their game and make sure that the ball comes nowhere near the goal and we're playing with no goalie, or one of you guys can Absurd. step up to the plate and try to figure it out. They're like, do we have any volunteers? And my girl Erin raised her hand. She was like, I'll do it. She did it. I'll be the one. So she was like, all right, you're going to suit up. You're going to go work with Abby. And girl literally could not even keep her eyes open when a tennis ball was coming at her face. She was like, I don't know why I did this. Um, and I'm, I've am i said it before to her, and I'll say it for anyone who's listening. But she, I'm so proud of her. Like, I think the most rewarding thing that I've discovered in coaching, and I think you like too, is like seeing someone's progress. Mm-hmm. And you've been coaching long enough to see someone's progress over the course of their freshman to senior year. And Mm -hmm. I've only been able to see her progress and the team's progress from the start of the season to the end. But girl went from literally being scared of a tennis ball hitting her face when you're literally wearing a helmet with a face guard. So that's impossible to like screaming at (laughs) other teams attacks when they approach the goal and being our starting varsity goalie. Um, So I think it was just kind of a weird universe thing that coaching was kind of put in my path that particular year, considering the goalie struggles, but, um, it was so much fun. And obviously I only got to really work one-on-one with the goalies, um, but really got to know the whole team well.
0: Like I said, but to be a support, like a support staff and these girls who, you know, you don't always see eye to eye with your coaches. And so. If you're frustrated, like maybe I'm not saying go vent to you, but like talk it through. But like mm-hmm. you don't understand something. Go talk to Coach Abby about it or something like mm-hmm. that. And like I mentioned already, you taking the initiative with the coaching staff to host Zoom meetings for those girls who unfortunately didn't get to play this season. And just the way you've done like voluntary workout programs with them with the high school has been really cool. And I, I, I hope you continue in some capacity coaching because I think you're you're very, very good at it. Um, Thank
1: you. I love it.
0: I will say we're gonna get into. We've been chatting a while. Sorry. No, it's that's not, <laughs> not a that's not a sorry thing. I'm just I want to end this with a little bit of a game. We love a game. We love a game. But um, <laughs> like literally 30 second answer coming. Okay. Oh God. So someone asked like or someone asked in the Q and A video I made about what it's like watching a game. But what, what I'm like watching a game podcast. Yeah, they asked me in this they asked me in my Q and A video what's it like when you watch a game and I'm gonna open up to you quickly because you've you watch almost every game with me, whatever sport, because we live together. Mm-hmm. And we, we we go to a lot of games. We went to like every UConn game, yeah. Patriots games, we've been to a bunch of Red Sox games. So you've seen me. Yeah. What what's it like?
1: I think you articulated your answer well and that answer is it depends on the game, depends on the opponent, depends on what's happening. Um, I will just say, common theme, there's a lot of loud noises. There's a lot of sitting to standing. There's a lot of slamming hands on tables. And I will say that's in celebration and also anger. Yeah. Um, You're very passionate. I'll say that. Um, And sometimes it's like a little intense. (laughs) Um, But it definitely makes watching the games fun. I also will say I'm a good game-watching companion because I've you know said this don't really understand football to its full (laughs) capacity and i also don't pretend that i do so i feel like you and i work well together because i'm not afraid to ask you questions about something that happened during a game that i don't get yeah
0: see i love when you ask questions because i'd rather explain something to you than rather than my mom does this sometimes. She thinks she knows. I'm like, don't that's, tell her. I'm like, that's not it. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's not it. Like, you don't get it. And yeah, obviously, no, you're I, not going to get it. I but learned to
1: keep my mouth shut <laughs> until, I, unless I'm like completely confident. I know what just happened.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, that leads us to the game. And the game is going to be, I'm going to ask Abby a series of questions. Sports-related questions, specifically football-related questions. Some trivia questions, some questions about penalties. And we're going to hear her answers. Some are hard. Some are easy. Some are in the middle.
1: Well, I don't test well. That's you can not ask true. any one of my teachers that's not true I'm good at homework are you ready sure rip the band-aid
0: question number one <clears throat> what is intentional grounding in football
1: are you kidding me
0: <laughs> what's well, in- it's a penalty what's intentional grounding
1: okay see football often uses code words <laughs> to describe something very simple so I'm gonna take this I'm gonna break it down verbatim mm-hmm. intentional grounding yep I'm picturing someone grabbing someone by the shoulder pads and shoving them on the ground. Oh, wait, no. Is it like a person on person or is it a a quarterback penalty? Mm -hmm. Does that mean you... Putting it on the ground instead of you throwing the ball away?
0: Yeah, kind of. So you're throwing the ball away See? to an area nobody is. You have to throw it in the vicinity of your receiver. That's a penalty? Mm-hmm. And it's a big penalty. It's a loss of downs, which is a penalty where you lose the down. I know typically, what a loss
1: of downs well, is. Well,
0: typically you replay the downs. So like holding, offense, replay second down. But you lose a down.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. So Kurt's really good at listening, at like listening to a song once and knowing every single lyric. I am... <laughs> literally can listen to a song every day 25 times a day for three years and have absolutely no idea what they're singing about you just said all that holding defense off whatever offense yeah it was literally like i heard the tone of your voice i could not even understand the words you were saying so this is going great
0: all right well you kind of got that one you worked i don't
1: think i realized that like when people throw the ball away that that's a penalty though
0: it's not all the time if you're if you are inside the pocket which is like from tackle to tackle, the, the tackle box, you call it, I guess. I You can't throw the ball away to nobody. Like you, you can't to, throw it behind you. No, but like you have to throw it in the vicinity of a receiver. You can't okay. just throw it. If you're outside the pocket, then you can do whatever you want. But, so
1: Tom Brady, mm-hmm. rip. Oh, he has the ball in his hands. He's shuffling left. He's shuffling right. He's shuffling left. He's shuffling right. He like can't figure out where to throw it. Julian Edelman is running down the, like right alongside the sidelines mm-hmm. and he's like wide open, but he's like, let's say he's at the 20 Tom Brady's all, all the way back at the 60 and he knows he's about to There's get no him. 60. He's at the opposite 40. Okay, nice. Thank you. Um, that was good. The, thank you. He's at the 60 <laughs> the um, 40 that was the 40. He's at the 60 and <laughs> he knows he can't get it all the way down to Jules, but he knows he's about to get uh, sacked. sacked. If he throws it, like, kind of towards Julian Edelman, but it's, like, 20 yards short, you knew that was intentional. That's not a penalty. Because it's, like, in the direction. Yeah. Okay. Great. Intentional grounding.
0: Yep. Nailed it. How many yards is a holding penalty worth? 10? Holding off. Yeah. 10. 10-yard penalty. I I
1: don't. I wouldn't say I know that because I know that. You said how much is a holding penalty, and I just had to, like, Raven Baxter have a vision of uh, watching a football game and seeing them go. (laughs) Holding. <laughs> offense. Seventy nine. Shout out, Jake. Thank you. Um <laughs> ten yard penalty.
0: Replay. Second down. Second down. Yep. Very
1: good. You're welcome.
0: Here okay, I'm not gonna lie, this one's a tough one. I'm sorry.
1: That's a tough one. No,
0: this one's a tough one. This no, next I know. one
1: like the okay.
0: What is an ineligible man downfield?
1: Ineligible man downfield. Um. Doo, 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 doo. In, you're distracting me Ineligible man downfield Does I don't want to say that's one extra man on the field Mm-mm. Again I'm trying to like That's think a about 12 what each men on the field thing. penalty Yeah Too many men Um. I want to say it's like someone in the wrong position it's, Kinda, like yeah. down, it's like Not in the right place on the field
0: Right. So if, like, let's say you're, <laughs> let's say you're, it's a pass play and the quarterback's dropping back. Yeah. And you're a lineman. Let's, let's pick on Jake. And it's Jake's blocking, mm-hmm. but Jake wants to go block the linebacker and he sprints down the field and blocks the linebacker. It's like you, you can't go do that. You have to
1: block your guy.
0: Well, not even your guy. Even if no one's there, you can't just run downfield on a pass play.
1: You should be able to.
0: <laughs> but you can't. That was pretty good. That was pretty good.
1: I mean, in very layman's terms, I figured it out. Yeah. Kind
0: of. All right. Last one about penalties. Uh-oh. What is the difference between a false start and offsides?
1: Okay. I think you picked this question on purpose because I this did. makes me so angry. False start. Easy. They're like. Who? What? Offense. Yeah. Offensive false start. Yeah. That is exactly what it means. Yeah. It's like someone on the offensive line. Or like,
0: any position. You can be a receiver okay. and start to run. Okay,
1: to me, the offensive line is anybody on offense that is not the quarterback <laughs> because they are in a line, okay? That's how my mind works. Don't laugh at me. I'm getting it. Yeah. We'll revisit the fact in high school I did not even know which side was offense and defense. You're right. So I've come a long way. Someone on offense takes, like, a step, goes to try to, like, yeah. start the play before, like, the play starts. Correct. Yeah, thanks. False start. Offsides is when the defense does that. Yeah. Why can't you call it a defensive false start? That would make a cou- lot I, more yeah. sense. And
0: it's it gets a it little bit. It makes
1: me mad every time. <laughs> what
0: if I told you there's like two things you could call in the defense. You could call it offsides or you can call it an encroachment penalty. And that's just getting real into it.
1: That's just pulling out your Merriam-Webster <laughs> dictionary and trying to play with the minds <laughs> yeah. of the viewers. All right.
0: Enough penalty Nailed stuff. It. Not
1: bad. Thank you.
0: You got a little heated on that one.
1: I'm so angry about that.
0: All right. How many players are on an NFL team during the regular season? (laughs) If y'all can see her face right now.
1: Like on the roster? (laughs) Yeah.
0: How many people are on the roster?
1: Well, now I'm trying to think back about all those times when we were jet-lagged in Florence during the first couple weeks of class and to keep yourself awake, you would literally just from memory try to write the entire Patriots roster.
0: I was successful.
1: Yeah, because you're a psychopath. (laughs) Um, Thank you. I'm going to go out on a limb. Uh I'm going to say 53.
0: Whoa. Yeah, that's 53. You're joking. No. 53. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Thank you. And I know she didn't cheat cuz I did not share these questions with her. No. 53. Yeah, 53 man roster, but it also you yeah. Yes. I think <laughs> we a had a conversation
1: answer. about this like in the recent past. I said something about like 49 guys on the team. You're like, oh, 53 but close.
0: <laughs> well, good job. Thank you. How many divisions are there in the NFL?
1: There's two. No That's
0: conferences Oh So you have the AFC and the NFC How many are in How many are in the AFC Think about like a map Think about geography
1: I'm trying to figure out What a map has to do With those letters What
0: division do the Patriots play in
1: The AFC East Mm Mm-hmm North, South, East, West Mm -hmm. There's four Mm Mm-hmm I said that I said two and then I said no four
0: So in the NFL that would be
1: Four Four I don't know what you're asking anymore.
0: <laughs> so if the AFC has four and the <laughs> NFC has four.
1: Eight. Yeah, eight. Turns out that math class really worked. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Hour.
0: Russell Wilson is the quarterback for what? Seahawks. NF-
1: Damn. Thank you. I remember that because of 2014.
0: You like the colors, don't you?
1: I really like their yeah. uniforms. That neon green really who was who The out.
0: starting quarterback who was replaced by Tom Brady.
1: Um, I'm going to go with Drew Bledsoe on that one. How? How what?
0: Did you know that?
1: Um, Because your dad just said it a little while ago.
0: Are you shitting me, Brad?
1: I wouldn't have known otherwise. Um, But I'd like to thank him for my victory in that question. It's because we were talking about Cam Newton. I'm sorry. It was right oh, there.
0: I was probably too engulfed in, to Twitter.
1: Yeah. Damn it.
0: All right. <laughs> this is my favorite question of all of them. Mm-mm. What team was Bill Belichick the coach of for one day?
1: For one day?
0: One day before uh. he came to the Patriots.
1: Okay. <laughs> Literally
0: one day. He I have resigned. Two he resigned on a napkin. I resigned. That's a mood. I resigned as the head coach of the
1: That would have been a more fun way to quit the swim team. <laughs> Instead of calling the coach. Um Okay. Don't laugh if this is wrong. Is it the Bills?
0: No. Same division, though.
1: Okay. I didn't even J- know how many divisions e-
0: there were. J-E-T-S. You're kidding. Jets. Sets, jets. Suck. Yeah. He was You're the kidding. head coach of the... He had a piece of a napkin. That I, wasn't even my second guess. I, I said at
1: the beginning, I have two guesses. My second guess, for some reason, was the Colts. Nope. I don't know why.
0: I resigned as the head coach of the NYJ, was what the napkin said. And, and Bill Belichick's scribbles, and he just handed it to the I wonder owner. how much
1: that napkin is worth.
0: They... So the Jets essentially traded him to the Patriots. The Patriots had to trade for him. And it was the best decision we ever made and the worst the Jets ever made. Yeah. Thank Thank you, Jets. Jets. Um,
1: (laughs) The first and the last time you've ever said that.
0: What was the last year the Patriots did not make the playoffs?
1: Make the playoffs? They
0: do it almost every year. Literally almost every year.
1: Okay, so that's kind of an unfair question considering I only started paying attention to football in 2013.
0: Oh, yeah. Then you wouldn't know.
1: Something in my heart wants to say the early 2000s, like 2002.
0: They did miss the playoffs in 2002, but that was not the most recent Is time. Is that too early? Mm-hmm. They, mi- I will give you a hint. Someone, okay. <clears throat> a very good quarterback, <clears throat> missed the entire season due to injury in week one.
1: To injury,
0: Tom Brady got hurt and they no. didn't make the playoffs.
1: <laughs> I know, but I was thinking about deflate gate. You shut your mouth. I know. I was like, that seems a little too recent. I'm going to go 2012, 13. No. 2010. 2008. I knew it. <laughs> you knew. That it. was my next guess. I bet
0: it was. Yeah, he got hurt. We get the Chiefs week one towards ACL. Okay. Similarly to you.
1: Relatable. That's why Tom and I know each other so well.
0: Who what two teams were in the Super Bowl last year?
1: You're kidding. If the Patriots aren't playing, I don't pay attention. I was one second, there. one second, one second, one second. What was the 49ers? I wearing? Yeah. And the Chiefs? Yeah. Thank you. See,
0: you're good. What position did Julian Edelman play in college?
1: It wasn't tight end, because that would be a trick question.
0: He was a he's Julian Edelman's a receiver, but yeah.
1: That's what I said. <laughs> Quarterback?
0: Yeah. You're, these are pretty good. Doing pretty I, well.
1: Thank you. I just watched the video today of the greatest play of all time when um, the double pass. The Tom Brady flea flicked it to Julian Edelman, and then he threw it to Amendola, and it was the That's greatest great. touchdown pass God, of all time. The
0: glory days.
1: Thank you. Look Dola,
0: Edelman, and Tom. All right. Last question. Sad. The granddaddy. Oh. Can you name?
1: Oh no, I can't.
0: <laughs> the six teams the Patriots have beaten in the Super Bowl. Seahawks Seahawks That's one That's They Come on (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: The Rams That was The absolute Worst Super Bowl Of all time Wait a second Wait a second You have all these posters I do They're Um, in my hallway They They beat the Rams twice
0: Yeah The last one And the first one Okay so Rams twice And the Seahawks You got three Three more
1: Oh my god I have to think of three whole new NFL teams <laughs> Okay I'm so sorry I know there's like a lot of like back and forth about this They didn't They they didn't beat the Giants When they played them in the Super Bowl No They lost
0: To the Giants twice
1: To the Giants twice Okay Um, The Cowboys No Something <laughs> Someone who wore blue Yes I'm trying to think of the, the Colts
0: see so no okay well as we
1: went over i don't know what that means um
0: i will give you a hint this is really uh,
1: embarrassing again 2013 and on
0: they did not wait they did not um yeah you're you missed a couple in there (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) i take it back (laughs) they lost they've beaten a team that they've lost to in recent years oh
1: oh 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 the falcons
0: they beat the Falcons. Yes,
1: because yep. Yeah,
0: 28 to 3. Yeah. So you have the, the Rams Oaks. twice, you have the Falcons, you have the Seahawks. You're missing two.
1: How's one of them? Who did they just
0: lose to? What? Fi- who did they lose to in Super Bowl 52?
1: The Eagles. Mm-hmm. So they beat them before. They did. It was okay. their
0: sec their third Super Bowl. Who is their second Super Bowl? <laughs> who did Cam Newton play for?
1: You're joking. Mhm. The Panthers. Mm-hmm. That's I'm so sorry. I wouldn't have guessed that.
0: When Jake DeLone was the quarterback for them.
1: That means nothing to me. Yeah, it wouldn't.
0: Um, pretty good. Thank you. I thought, oh, the Falcons game was so good. So was the Seahawks game.
1: The Falcons game was unreal. That was an emotional roller coaster. The Seahawks I, was an emotional roller I coaster. Changed. Again, a lot of yelling, a lot of slamming, a lot of like screaming and crying, Yeah, both I, good and bad. I
0: cried the Falcons game. Yeah. I also changed into my lucky jersey halfway through the game, and then I watched the end of it and like my boxers there's a weird picture of me just like in boxers
1: Ooh. You, t- <laughs> you,
0: <laughs> you took it it was just us watching because yeah. i was pissed i was like i'm not watching this game with anybody
1: yeah you ever just get like really hot and angry so you just like start stripping your clothes because it's just better the to patriots
0: get... you need to convert two two-point conversions because it doesn't happen yeah okay all right Sorry. Well, that's it no we're done that's... that was
1: really good of me <laughs> Good job, Bob. Thank you.
0: No, but seriously, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your fitness journey. Thank you for talking. <laughs> thanks for walking down uh, memory lane for a second, discussing managing days and the start of our beautiful friendship. And then uh, thanks for doing some some fun sports trivia.
1: Yeah. I will just say that to all of the people who make the rules for football <laughs> that are listening to this, because I'm sure you're all here. Yes. Because you wanted to hear about keto. Call it a freaking defensive <laughs> false start. I swear to God.
0: You hear it? I'm gonna. I'll submit it for you with the rules committee.
1: They should be listening. <laughs> You're right. All of them.
0: You should hear this, Dan Blendino, whatever his name is.
1: Yeah. I'm actually really proud of myself for knowing all those answers, and I'm also really proud of you for posing those questions relatively appropriately. Thank you. Because. Kurt is the kind of person who knows like how many puppies were in the litter of Tom Brady's great aunt's golden retrievers dog.
0: <laughs> I had to pick some fair questions.
1: And like I was really nervous about questions like that about like Bill Belichick's like great great grandfather's third Bill daughter's Belichick's name. Where Belichick's
0: daughter coach lacrosse? Notre Dame. Holy cross. Anyway. You know what? That's what I said. Thank you for coming on.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for letting me beg to be here.
0: You're very very welcome.
1: I love talking about myself. Mm-hmm. Bye.
0: All right, guys, that is a wrap on episode nine. Once again, a huge shout out to Abby Robinson. That's something Ab doesn't talk about very much. I don't know how we managed to get her on today to talk about it, but I hope you found it useful. Um it was a really interesting conversation because Abby and I have talked about it a little bit here and there, but I don't think we've ever sat down and had a full conversation about everything. So major kudos to her for coming on. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I know a little bit long, but like I mentioned, Ab talks a lot, right? That's all right. So um, again, thanks to Abby. We got one more episode in season one. That's it. We're going to have one more episode. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get back right into it. But thank you guys so much for listening again, and I will catch you next time on Playing the Field.